0: All right, all right, all right. What's going on, guys? You guys are listening to Everyday's a Saturday podcast. I'm your host, Brian Roof. That's me, myself, and I. <laughs> What's going on guys? Hey, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Hopefully you had the opportunity to go and listen to uh, episodes one and two. That's kind of where I gave you a little bit of an introduction to my life. One was kind of how my life was growing up prior to being a Marine and then my life after I was uh, a Marine. So like I said, hopefully you had a chance to check it out. Today's episode is going to be episode three, when I can remember growing up in the 1980s so let's get into this all right before we get into this though i just want to uh say i hope everybody's having a uh, happy 2023 um i know my 2023 hasn't been the best 2023 so far but you know i'm i'm hoping that the year will get better Uh things don't always work out as you want them to but hey that's life in general right we keep on trucking. But if you know what, if you're really struggling and you know anybody that's really struggling out there, whether they be a veteran or, you know, even a loved one and you feel like they're, you know, you know, having troubles or even maybe yourself and you feel like you don't want to be around anymore and you're feeling suicidal, there's help out there. There's a a number you can call. It's really easy. Just press 988 on your phone and then once you get through to the line, you press 1, and that's going to be for the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. It's available 24-7. If you're uncomfortable talking to someone, you can always text it, 838-255. So, hey, listen, you're not alone out there. Don't feel you know ashamed of getting help or asking for help um, or reaching out to one of your brothers or sisters out there, especially veterans. I know, um, things can get rough, especially around the holidays. Um, I experienced a lot of, you know, t- rough times myself, but thank God I have a good, um, you know, nucleus to kind of keep me together. But anyways, um, don't want to keep you guys anymore. Let's get going on to the show. All right. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get right into this. So you know right now <clears throat> this episode we're going to talk about it's going to kind of talk about stuff that a lot of us don't talk about i feel like anymore this day and age i feel like we don't talk about um our childhood and a lot of our childhood is kind of what framed who we kind of are who we are today whether uh we like to admit it or not um and, you know, I mean, as we grow up, I, there's things that, you know, shape us and form us as well. But I think a lot of our inner core is formed from when we were a child and, you know, you kind of develop a little bit of, you know, fears or whatnot from being a child. So anyways, I'm going to kind of talk about when I was a kid and I grew up, I was born in uh, 1981 and I grew up in a um, a town Called Antelope Valley, which consists of like several small little cities, th- like uh, Lancaster, Palmdale, uh, Little Rock. Um, the, those are kind of the cities that kind of they consider Antelope Valley. Um, and when I was from what I from when I was told we when I first was born. Um, I was born at the local hospital, at AV Hospital, um, and from what I understand, my parents lived in a, a mobile home uh, park for a while, and when I was a little kid, and um, speaking of my mom and dad, um, I'd give you guys a little bit of background on my mom and dad. I don't uh, talk to my mom uh, today um, for you know reasons that I'll probably discuss later on and my father, he passed away, unfortunately, January of 2020, so uh, we're about to hit the three-year mark of his passing, so, and then, um, anyway, so I just want to kind of let you guys know, I'm about to talk about them, so kind of give you a little bit of insight of where they're at today, and what's going on, but anyways, um, my dad, when I grew up, he, as far as I could always remember, he worked in, as a mason, he, he, uh, built block walls. He was always, uh, very busy, um, out doing jobs and stuff like that. And my mom, she was kind of a stay at home mom for a while. And then, um, I do remember her having a job at uh circle K for a little bit. And then, um, after that, I know, I think she was like a preschool teacher for a little bit. So, you know, she mainly stayed at home when I was younger. Um, and so from when I could start to remember is when we moved, we lived in Little Rock and that house, um, I lived in that house for quite a while before, until my parents actually got a divorce. So I'm going to kind of talk about my life all the way up to about sixth grade because that's pretty much when my parents ended up getting a divorce and my life really changed a lot and I think a lot of my memories come from unfortunately a lot of my memories are not good memories um, around those time frames once my parents got a divorce so But from before my parents got a divorce, from what I can remember, my parents did fight a lot. And there was a lot of fighting going on as a kid. I got super scared. Um, uh, I could just hear them at night sometimes just getting really, you know, um, getting into it and um, just scaring me. I remember I would get up being scared. I mean, there was times where uh, my mom actually had me call my grandpa to come to the house to come pick us all up um because they were fighting so bad um there was a time where my parents actually um re- are like basically used me like a, um you know like a they were trying to pull me from every which direction i was like a rope and it was like they were doing um you know a tug tug of war with me and so um <clears throat> Yeah, I remember that and my dad ended up taking me inside the house and my grandpa came and picked my mom and me and I think my sister may have been born at this point in time and so that brings into my sister. Sorry, I'm going to be all over the place kind of with this episode. Um, I'm just going to try to talk about things that I can remember when I can remember them. I apologize if I seem like I'm all over the place. Hopefully you guys get the gist of kind of my childhood. I'll try to stick to the stories, but anyways, my little sister, um, she's about three years younger than me, and, um, she was a little, little girl when a lot of this was going on, so I don't remember, um, I mean, I don't remember exactly where she was at during some of these fights and stuff like that, if she was even born, but, um, anyways, my grandpa and my grandma used to actually watch my sister and I a lot, um, when my, when I was younger, my kid, my parents were, they were young parents, so they were still kind of partying and, and, you know, living their life and having a good time. Um, so, I mean, I do recall kind of staying home and, you know, going with my grandparents quite often. Um, and when I grew up there in Little Rock, I, I, grew up and I had some really close friends um I had my buddy who lived across the street his name was Danny he had a little sister who was kind of around the same age as my sister and so we used to always play with them and and I also had another friend who lived behind me because in Little Rock the way the houses were is uh, you pretty much had about a acre and a half of land And then the houses were just pretty much connected from there. So behind us, there was a guy named Scott and his family, and he had some sisters. I used to play with them all the time, but um, he was a Latter-day Saint Mormon. So on Sundays, we could never play with him. But uh, And I ended up getting in a lot of trouble with that guy, as a matter of fact. So again, here I am. Going into a story, but with that kid Scott, we we got into playing with fire one time. I know probably some of you guys were a little pyros like myself, uh, but we were very curious with fire. And he had came over with a, a book of matches. And so, like I said, we had a pretty good sized backyard. And the way my backyard was at was is my dad because he was a block layer. He had built a block wall and kind of divided the backyard. So there was a part where you couldn't really see. And in that back, my dad had an old beat up tractor and it was totally, um, just, it was, it's been back there forever. Um, I, you know, it didn't run. It was just broken down. It was rusted up. Well, me and my buddy, we were building up like a little campfire And I don't know why or how we thought about opening up the gas can to the forklift. So we go to the forklift and we're doing, you know, taking the cap off and stuff. And we find this long stick and we stick the stick down this, the gas tank and the gas, you know, there really wasn't any gas in there. I think it was kind of fumes more or more or less but there was enough that when we, we, we stick it down there and we would light the stick on fire, it would totally light up. And it was like, a you know, we had like this long stick and we're thinking we have like a damn near like a lightsaber and stuff. And we're, you know, playing with this thing. Like we're, we're like in star Wars or something. Well, anyhow, um, we, we had, done it so many times and it kind of started getting to where there's like ambers on it and we had built a little campfire going and we had kind of got the campfire going so I was kind of getting going back to my house to go grab some water and as I'm going back to go grab some water um, to kind of put these fire out and stuff because I'm like oh my gosh my dad finds this I'm dead um, so I go uh, going back to the house and as I'm walking back to the house I just hear a boom and it's a huge explosion. And my buddy I I I kind of actually the from the sound it it made me fall to the ground I think just out of fear. And I turn around and my buddy is is just at this point he's running at me and he's smoking and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, what's going on?" and he scares me because unfortunately i kind of didn't recognize him at first because he was just i mean he had just blown his face back and stuff and his hair was totally fizzed out and he had no eyebrows no eyelashes i mean he, he it just didn't look like my friend anymore and he's sitting there telling me he needs water and stuff so we're running to a hose that we had back in the backyard and I'm trying to, you know, run the water over his face and stuff. And I'm I'm kind of freaking out a little bit because I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, I, like I said, he's scaring me because I don't recognize him. But I'm trying to also console him like, you're okay, man. You're all right, man. Because I'm just thinking, oh, my gosh, we're going to be in so much trouble. As a kid, you, you know, I'm just thinking, oh, I'm dead. I'm not even thinking about my poor friend over here. He's charred up. I'm thinking about how much trouble I'm in but anyways, <laughs> poor dude. So we're, we're, uh, you know, we kind of doused them with a hose for a second and then we're trying to go inside the house. So I take them inside the house and, uh, my dad, he's laying in the, the living room and he's like watching TV and I'm like, Oh shit. Like, <laughs> what am I going to do here? So we come in through the garage and <clears throat> I kind of have a coat over uh, Scott's head and cause it was kind of a little bit chilly that day and um, my dad was just like, what was that bang in the backyard? And I was just like, I don't know. It was like a, the neighbor and I'm trying to play this whole thing off. We walked back into the bathroom and my friend Scott's looking at himself in the mirror freaking out saying he doesn't look the same. and. And, that you know, I'm just like, no, you're fine, man. I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to say, like, you're okay, you know, and, like, trying to console him, because I'm just, I'm in so much fear of how much trouble we're going to be in. So his little sister happens to show up. Her name was Melissa. And she showed up, and I was like, um, oh, my gosh, and we told her what was going on, and I was like, tell him that he looks okay, and that he's okay, you know, and. Cause I'm just like, I really want this to go away, but I know it's not. So anyways, she ends up walking home with him and, and how my dad doesn't know at this point is beyond me. I think he's just so consumed with watching TV and I kind of like played it off pretty well. And so, um, he walks home with his sister. So within minutes of, of him walking out that door, the phone rings, (laughs) Oh, man, I hear the phone and I actually, because I am so scared, I go answer the phone and I answer the phone. And when I answer that phone and I can tell, man, it's, you know, his dad, it's my buddy Scott's dad, Kevin. He is pissed. He's like, where's your dad at? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, dad, the phone's for you. And so... I go to give my dad the phone and, uh, I'm just kind of like stepping back as I hand him the phone and I'm just sitting there like watching him and I could just see the fury in his face. He's not even really talking at this point because he's listening, obviously just because I think Kevin's just ripping off on him. You know, I don't really know what the conversation was. I never asked my dad about this, but, um, anyways, I could just tell my dad is freaking pissed. I'm like, oh, no, man, I'm in a lot of trouble. I'm going to be in so much trouble from this. So um, he's just like I kid he gets off the phone and he's just go to your room. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. And uh, he tells me, I can't believe you're about to play with the fire. And my dad whoops my butt, man. I can't tell you. Uh, back then, they used to use a nice leather, leather belt it was a nice thick leather belt, man. And I tell you what, my butt got worn in that day from that belt. But, uh, anyways, guys, I'm going to take a little quick coffee sip and then um, I'm going to get back into this, but, uh, give me one second and we'll get right back. All right, guys, we're back. All right. So, uh, because this one's going to be a little bit longer, I'm going to take little breaks in between. It gives me a chance to kind of review my notes and, uh, drink a little coffee so i'm not sipping in you guys's ear the whole time but anyways we're back to talking about when i grew up <clears throat> my parents were still married and we lived in little rock um uh, my little sister, when I remember with my little sister, um, we used to play quite often. We used to play a lot. My sister liked playing Barbies. We'd play with her little Barbies, and we'd play like store. And we did a lot of playing when we were kids and a lot of imagination going outside and having a lot of fun. Um, You know, my sister and I, she, she we were pretty close. I mean, we had quite a bit of an uh, age difference. Um, I think we became way closer as we grew up in life. Um, but when we were little, you know, she was the baby and my mom and dad definitely, um, when I was younger, definitely made me feel like, you know, they loved her more, but I mean, that's just probably coming from perspective of a kid. Um, but anyhow, um, yeah, so when we grew up, uh, we did a lot of, little trips that I can also remember as a family we'd go on uh we did some like uh like a road trip out to Colorado we uh camped um you know so I mean everything I I don't want to say all my memories when I was a kid was really bad because we did have some really good times um just unfortunately some of the bad times overshadowed the good times and that's just you know unfortunate how our mind works but um But anyways, uh, I also, um, when I was younger, I liked playing. You know, my dad got me into playing football and stuff like that. So um, I was playing um, Pop Warner football and I started taking a love to playing football. And it just uh, was, I think it was a good outlet for me. Um, I think it was just a way for me to hit people. And not get in trouble for it, and you could hit people as hard as you want and not get in trouble. I mean, pretty much to some degree. Nowadays, my gosh, watching football, it's like they get flagged for everything. (laughs) But anyways, um, uh, but anyways, when I was little too, like we played, I played a lot with my friends. We all, you know, they lived across the street. We loved riding our bikes. We loved hanging out. We did a lot of making jumps and um, riding our bikes out there with no helmets and all that stuff because back then it was like, who cares? We're probably the reason why helmets were made is because we're out there making some crazy ass jumps that you shouldn't be doing that launch you high in the air because we have no idea about physics or anything. So um, I could tell you, I had many wrecks riding my bike as a kid, and a lot of nuts slamming into that bar, man, and, uh, <laughs> we got to the point where we started just jumping off our bikes, and kind of ghost riding them, and shit, like, just boom, boom, watching them, you know, crash, and getting a thrill out of that, I don't think our parents like that, and looking back at it as a parent, yeah, probably not a good idea, thrashing my bike, not giving a hoop. um, but, you know, I mean, it was, like I said, it was all, it was all great. And then about around sixth grade, um, I can remember that things started getting really bad between my parents and the fighting, you know, got super bad. And, um, I, f- I remember when I was in sixth grade going to school one time and I don't know why, or I can't even tell you why or I, I did this or what it was. I just have a memory of me going into a bathroom around sixth grade and, and wanting to wrap my belt around my throat and commit suicide. And, um, I have no idea. I think a lot of it stemmed from just me being so upset with my parents and i and I hearing them fight, it just induced so much fear in me because I could hear them fighting at night and I can remember feeling super scared as a kid. And so, um, you know, I actually, unfortunately wanted my parents to get a divorce once they ended up getting the divorce, because literally I think I felt liberated or just felt better once they, they weren't together anymore. Because you know, as a kid, you feel protective of both your parents, you love them both. So when they're fighting, you just, you're just scared for the situation, I think. And so, you know, it's, as as a grown up now, and as a dad now, you know, you know, I've I've learned a lot. I still make some mistakes myself, but you definitely try to do better for your kids and not make the same mistakes that your parents made, and and do the same things. Because I mean, I remember being super scared as a kid, and I think that that's probably why I drove myself to want to kill myself. Because I, looking back to it now, I can't tell you why I would really want to do that to myself at sixth grade. And thank God I didn't ever go through with anything like that because my life wouldn't be, you know, where I was today, I wouldn't have had my kids and all the things that I've gone through today. So um but once my parents uh finally got a divorce, my mom she moved out to a place called Tehachapi. Hatchby. It's kind of up in the mountain area. And she moved in with uh some friends of hers uh it was a couple um their name was Pat and Charlie they were married and they had two kids um James and Kimberly and uh the kids were a little bit younger than my sister and I but they you know it was kind of like they had the same age gap as my sister and I but they were just younger if that makes any sense um so and my dad um at the time he stayed in Little Rock and lived at the house in Little Rock, I guess, probably until he sold it. And uh, once, man, sixth grade was pretty rough because at that time I was going to a I was going to a school in Little Rock, and then I got yanked out of that school and moved to Tehachapi. And and when we moved to Tehachapi, it was really abruptly. It, it was like my mom kind of packed our bags and we kind of jammed and i remember getting into our truck and we just got our stuff and we left um this is you know what i remember as a kid and as clear as what i can remember i mean maybe some of it's not exactly accurate coming from a kid's perspective but this is what i can remember so um, I remember we we moved out to Hatchby and we were living um, with my mom's friends for a while. And my dad and mom were uh, not in good terms at all. <clears throat> so seeing my dad at that time um, was very random. And when we did go see him, my parents would meet up somewhere like around Roseman area because my dad was... He ended up moving in, um, I believe he, at this point in time, when he left living um, in Little Rock, he moved in with some friends. So once he moved in with some friends, he would pick up and meet my mom at a place in Roseman, and we would uh, go with him, and yeah, I could just remember every time that my parents would do a swap that my dad was just, he just was not in a good place, not in good, good, in a good, good headspace at all, um, he would drive off speeding away, and be super upset, and stuff like that, and, you know, uh, to give you a little precursor, again, about my dad, too, and my mom, well, this is about my dad, my dad, when I was young, and from when I can remember, my dad was, um, into meth, and stuff like that, so he was, big into crystal meth. Um, that's kind of, I think a lot of also one of the driving points to what led up to my parents getting a divorce is that he couldn't really kick the stuff. He would try and hide it from her. Um, and he would be unsuccessful with hiding it because it's really hard to hide once you get yourself heavily involved like he was. So, um, you know, him, being the way that he was, he was very hooked onto this drug. So, um, you know, he wasn't really And and once my parents separated, it really put him into a major spiral of partying. And, um, you know, I know probably for him, if he was to look back at it, he probably made some really poor choices. Um, because, you know, I know being a divorcee too, that, you know, you can make some horrible decisions choices and make horrible mistakes because you're hurt and you're just, you know, you're not really thinking because uh, hurt minds just don't think clearly if, if that makes any sense. So anyways, um, with my dad, you know, he just, you know, whenever I would go with him, he could just, you know, tell that he was always upset. Uh, it was really hard. Um, but then, you know, I know he tried to make the best of it and try to do the best that he could for us when he had us. So um but anyhow, uh I was living with my mom in Tehatchby and my sister, and eventually my mom uh she had went to schooling while we were living with the married couple, and she had uh went to schooling to be a dental hygienist and so she completed that, and once she completed that, she was able to, and I, and and I believe my grandfather helped a lot during this time as well, was able to help her, and, um, we got into an apartment, it was a two-bedroom apartment, my mom and sister had to share a room, and I had my own room, and, um, so I, I go up to the school in Tatchby, and I'm, you know, trying to meet new friends there, and, and it was kind of hard coming into a school. Um, and at this point in time, this was my second school and the school was, uh, called Tompkins up in Tatchby. and, uh, didn't really know anybody. Like I said, so it was really hard coming in and, and I came in uh, somewhere in the middle of the, the year. So it wasn't like I was a brand new student right when this school started. So it was kind of a scary situation for anybody that knows of being what it's like to be a new student um, or anything like that. And the class is already going when I show up. So, you know, class is all quiet and I walk in everybody's staring at you. But, you know, anyways, I, I ended up making some pretty good friends while I was living out there in Tatchby. Um, But things kind of ran its course living with my mom and sister. Uh, my mom um, in my eyes as a kid, I always felt like she catered to my sister and, and she, you know, anytime my sister and I would get into a trouble, any kind of trouble or something, it, it always fell on me. And obviously I was the big brother. So I took a lot of the heat. And so, um, there was one incident that kind of broke the camel's back that ended up making me go move with my dad. And I, would transfer schools once again. Um so my um one day I'm at my mom's house and my mom's on the phone and she's in my bedroom talking on the phone to someone and I don't remember who she's talking to and my sister had a little friend over and they're in my mom and sister's room playing but they were kind of like and I was in the living room and they were kind of like starting to antagonize me. I don't remember what it was. And they go running in the room and I'm like trying to be a little snitch and go tell my mom, like, Hey, girls are bothering me, mom. And, and my mom's like shooing me away. Cause she's on the phone. She's just like, Hey, I'm on the phone. <clears throat> so I'm like, all right. Um, I get out of the room and the girls are like cracking the door, and they're like ha laughing at me and just really just revving me up, getting me upset because they're they're ha and laughing and uh, so there was um oh what had the reason why I got so upset is also is they threw this like uh jawbreaker I don't know if any of you guys remember those old school jawbreakers those ones that you would just sit there and work on for a long time, well anyways. I got that thrown at me and that's when I went and told my mom and she told me to get out of there anyways. So, um, I, the girls are laughing at me. The door's kind of cracked. There's a pen that's sitting on this, this counter. And I, I chucked a pen and it hits my sister's little friend in the eye. And of course she's crying and, and, and crying. And my sister's like, Oh, ah! then my mom comes running out. And of course at this time she gets off the phone or, handles it and starts yelling and I just remember screaming and getting mad at her like you always side with my sister and I want to go live with my dad and so she was like I'm tired of you saying that I'm gonna call your dad and uh, make him come get you and so she called my dad and she had left the apartment or whatever and I stayed there and my dad came and picked me up and uh he picked me up And, uh, from there, let's see. Yeah. Went and go, went and lived with him. And at the time he was living at a friend's house, which happened to be a lady. And, um, he wasn't dating this lady, but it was a good friend of his from growing up and he knew her brother and stuff like that. So we stayed there for a while and, uh, I ended up going to a school called Parkview. Um, yeah, a school named Parkview from there. Um, And at that, at at that time, uh, I don't think things were working out well with my dad living with his one friend. So that forced us to go move in with my grandma, his mother. And so we went to go live with her. I still was at the school card park view in sixth grade. And, um, it didn't end up working out very well there either because one day I get abruptly awakened and, my grandmother's freaking out, yelling, cursing, saying "slut, whore," this and that. And um, I'm sleeping in the room next door, and I have to get up, get ready for school. And uh, my dad, I guess, had went out that night and brought home uh, some lady friend, and uh, my grandma wasn't very fond of it, so she lost her lid and, you know, was calling the lady a slut and told her get the fuck out of the house and. She went A-wire on that lady. I <laughs> gave, her, gave her every fucking bad word in the book, man. Um, so from there, um, I went to school at like a normal day. And uh, my grandma had a job. My dad worked in the masonry. So every really, I'm pretty sure everybody really went about their day. And uh, from there, get home from school. And I'm sitting there um, eating... Um, something with my dad and we we were eating in one of the back rooms on a little tv tray watching tv and my grandma comes in man and she has like a whole stack of freaking plates those nice porcelain ones and she just in her comes in flinging them like a frisbee against the freaking door wow you need to get the fuck out of my house and she just started going off on my dad and and i'm just sitting there as a little kid super scared and um she's basically kicking us out of the house at this point in time cuz she was super irate that my dad had brought home a lady and to her house and my dad, you know, I think he overslept and probably didn't get the lady out in time. I don't know. Uh, I mean the dude was more than a grown up but my grandma just uh was not fond of that. So, um from that point in time that forced us to move on out, um, and my dad found a house with a a friend, another friend, and this guy's name was Mark, good guy, um, and we moved out in the middle of nowhere in Lancaster, and I had to switch schools again, so that put me into another school, which, uh, at this time, the school was called Cole Middle School. Now, Cole Middle School is, is a whole different ball game that I wasn't used to, these guys were essays and homeboys and all kinds of gangs and thugs. And I just wasn't used to that life at this point in time. So, um, I remember the very first day, um, when we moved to that house way in the middle of nowhere, a bus came and picked me up for school and the bus came and I was just, I'm I'm getting on so scared. And as I'm walking, There's all these like essay dudes, these Mexican guys, and they're all talking shit to me and kind of intimidating me. And I'm like, oh, man, I just turn and and just take a seat immediately because I'm there's too many of them. And I'm just kind of kind of shook at this moment. I'm not used to dealing with gangster kind of guys, you know, at this point. So uh, we we end up getting to the school or whatever. And, um, I end up gravitating towards this one guy named Jason and the guy, I mean, in sixth grade, the dude had to be six foot tall. I I mean, at least in my eyes at that age, that's what it felt like. I don't know if he was exactly that tall, but he was a tall kid in sixth grade. So I kind of gravitated towards him. It was him and a couple other little kids and, you know, they weren't, Like, you know, into the gang life or anything like that. They were just normal kids and just, you know, we'd go out there and play ball and throw the football around and stuff at recess. Well, eventually I'd start meeting some of the more gangster kids and and started kind of gravitating towards that lifestyle because it at, for whatever reason, for me, it looked intriguing. And I guess maybe because I was looking for a family life or guys to hang out with. And so I kind of got enticed to hanging out with thuggish kind of dudes. And it ended up getting me into this life where, um, this guy, Rudy ended up kind of jumping me into a gang. It was called laugh at it, down as fuck, (laughs) D-A-F, and, um, they jumped me, and they beat my ass into this gang, and, you know, whether fucking it was real, or it was just, hey, let's kick this kid's ass, because, I mean, once I got in, it was kind of the same thing, eventually, we would kick some kid's ass into getting into the gang, and it was really stupid, and it was just, literally, kid's getting a reason to to stomp one kid out, and it wasn't, I mean, that's all I could look back at. It was the stupidest thing I could have done, Um, but that's kind of what I got involved with because the school was very geared towards that, and you kind of, if you didn't get involved with that, you were kind of getting picked on, and I didn't really feel like getting picked on. I didn't like getting picked on at all, so that seemed more intriguing to me, although it wasn't, And I'm glad that eventually I would grow out of that phase. But, um, yeah, anyways, I mean, living there was crazy and going back and forth and all that stuff like that. Um, it was, it was crazy times, but I'm going to go ahead and, um, finish this off here. And, uh, the next episode we'll kind of pick up from where I left off and we'll keep going. But, i hope you guys are enjoying this so far i know it's kind of lengthy and i know i've kind of jumped all over the place um but i have kind of got the main gist of all my life and got you guys some good main stories in there um trust me uh it's really hard to get your whole life out in 30 minutes or less and um but anyways i got I hope you guys are enjoying it. Like I said, if you guys have any questions, you want to get involved with this, let me know, hit me up. And, uh, I'd love to have anybody come on and join in and uh, talk about your life. Uh, because I, uh, you know, life, life, life's not easy. Life's uh rough and every day is a challenge, you know, and, and you never know what you're going to get, man. So, um, we all need each other sometimes. And, you know, sometimes you just need a, an outlet and, This is mine, and uh, I hope someone else can join on in and make it yours, too. But anyways, I hope you guys have a great day, and hey, if you're not, make it better. All right, have a good one.